0: You should write the fast stuff slow and the slow stuff fast. Lee Child.
1: You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee
0: Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. Today we are talking about one of my favorite topics in storytelling, and that is momentum. As an action author, keeping the story moving is incredibly important keeping the rhythm of the conversation going is important. Understanding how your reader reads and understanding how long it takes to read certain things completely changes how your story is conveyed.
1: There are a lot of things that go into maintaining momentum, and a lot of that is in essentially your storytelling.
0: One of the things I use to keep fight scenes moving quickly is sort of an in-scene foreshadowing. So when he walks into the room, he notices the TV. He notices the vase. He notices the open window. Then when the fight scene comes, you don't have to describe where the vase is. You can just say
1: he swiped it and smashed it against a guy's head. So foreshadowing is a very useful thing with momentum. In the scene, it sets the scene, creates a little bit of interaction there that makes it easier. And in a more long-term sense foreshadowing gives the reader something to be looking forward to, to keep them in the story. And as long as the rest of the content that you have along the way still has a good momentum to it, they'll get to that resolution of the foreshadowing and feel satisfied. However long your character takes
0: to understand something, that's about how long your reader should take to understand that something. If your character glances out the window sees the sun is rising and then goes on his way to work and doesn't see more than its sunrise then you shouldn't spend more than a sentence on it if they are on a veranda sipping an italian espresso watching the sun rise then you can spend six paragraphs waxing poetic about it because he's spending that much time looking at it
1: sentence and paragraph structure makes a very very big difference in momentum if you're in the middle of a fight scene, you need shorter sentences. You need, you know, punch, punch, slam, kick, grab, pow, go full comic book with this. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not quite that bad. But you get the idea. Keep the pace up because the pace of a fight is fast.
0: If you want homework on understanding momentum and storytelling, I would recommend watching the first of Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock Holmes, because he narrates how he's going to kill somebody, and then when the trigger sets him off, the whole unloading of the combat happens exactly as he told, and you can see every punch because you've been introduced to the concepts already.
1: But there is nothing I hate more than running into a fight scene with run-on sentences. Because it slows things down so much. The
0: rule I have for sentence length in fight scenes is whenever the camera should cut. So when you are watching a fight scene in film of any kind, notice when the cuts are. There may be one or two per second. They should be moving very fast and your sentences as a storyteller should be moving very fast.
1: So the beginning quote of this episode was you should write the fast stuff slow and the slow stuff fast. How do you go about that? Try to just get the first draft down as quickly as possible.
0: But I do slow down for writing the fight scenes, for understanding, making sure this combat makes sense, not only to my mom, but to my ex-husband, who is a very proficient martial artist.
1: So it doesn't necessarily mean that the actual words, sentence structure, usage is going to be slow. It means that your process of writing it needs to have more care. Yes. But if you are going through the slow stuff, the exposition bits or the... Just move on. Yeah, just move on. Just keep writing it. Get through it. You don't need to spend a lot of time on it, especially on exposition.
0: I would say that that is probably my weakest and least developed of my writing skill set is exposition and embellishing on what a scene looks like. If it's not relevant, I just sort of go, eh, maybe the sky is blue, moving on.
1: And that's why your editor is a fantasy author that can add rich detail to your story. (laughs) But swords are cool. (laughs) Just keep that in mind. One of the biggest problems with momentum is the first chapter. Mm -hmm. Your first chapter sets the stage for the rest of your book and how it's going to move. If your first chapter is a whole background and backstory on the main character, I know the book is going to be boring. But if your first sentence really gets that momentum going off the bat, then you've got my eyes on your book for a while.
0: At least the rest of the first chapter. Yeah. One of the tools non-action authors can use is leaving, I call them, footholds for later. So, leaving little moments that you can call back to, that that future scene would not be the same without that little foothold.
1: My favorite author does this very, very, very well. There's actually kind of a running joke in the fandom that his foreshadowing is like a full dozer and we still don't get it until the end of the book. (laughs) (laughs) But he does a fantastic job and it helps push the momentum forward Because some of momentum is giving your readers a reason to keep going.
0: Yeah. Momentum, your reader should always be leaning forward, not leaning back. Foreshadowing is a little different than building a theme. And that has to do a lot with the number of times that it's mentioned. And so we will talk about the rule of three later on. But foreshadowing tends to be once in the beginning and once in the end. One of my favorite tools in the writer's toolbox of maintaining momentum is the yes, but. I see that most often in the TV show Supernatural. Those writers do it very well. It's a way to make sure that your characters don't seem incompetent without solving the problem.
1: So Sam was saved from the vampires, but he was saved by the bad guy, and now they owe the bad guy a favor. So that helps the main characters accomplish something
0: but still helps the story continue forward. This is a very useful
1: tool to keep in the middle of your story. When you're trying to push forward to the climax of the story, you're having to build momentum, build curiosity. Your characters have to still encounter problems before that final point. This is a very good way to do it. A lot of your loss of your mentor character in the hero's journey
0: happens with the yes but. Yes, Han and Luke and Leia
1: got away on the Millennium Falcon, but Obi-Wan had to stay behind. A word of caution when it comes to momentum in your story are descriptions. Descriptions can help or they can really hurt momentum. Look at Tolkien. His descriptions kill momentum of his stories. Love the stories, love the books, but they are difficult to read because they are so slow. So when you're writing descriptions, keep a couple things in mind. We mentioned it a little bit earlier, but however long the character is spending on it is how long the reader should be reading it. Don't spend a ton of time in mental thoughts when they're in middle of an action.
0: Yeah, and that's when the setup and the execution ends up being a useful tool. My character might notice that there are three potential bad guys in a room. And one has a beard, one has long hair, one looks like he just got out of the military. So I don't even have to know their names in order to go, beard guy did this. And it's much easier to kill somebody that we don't know the name of when it comes to minion combat.
1: Another thing when it comes to using descriptions or making sure to keep the momentum going is cut the fluff. Yes. Things that don't matter, that aren't relevant to the story, the plot, the characters, get rid of it. We don't need to know they went to the bathroom unless they're under a time crunch and they just really, really need to go to the bathroom. When you find yourself scanning
0: your own work, there's probably something that needs to be addressed. If you're bored, they're bored.
1: Last episode, we mentioned a little bit about dialogue tags. Dialogue tags are controversial in whether or not they help or hurt the story. Me, personally, I really believe it depends on the situation. Obviously, you need a tag if you're having a whole group of people talking and you need to identify who is talking.
0: But mentioned earlier in last episode, that should also be obvious with the word choice that your character has.
1: Another thing to be careful of is trying to be too varied in your word choice for the dialogue tag. The great thing about said is that people skip over it. It doesn't pull away from the momentum because people are used to seeing it. So a lot of the times they'll just make a mental note of the name or he or she and just move on.
0: Yeah. I have read a conversation. I think it was Jack Reacher with an FBI agent that was, I want to say like three pages without anything outside of quotes. There wasn't even a Jack said. There was nothing except line, 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 line. Everything was in quotation marks. It was
1: fascinating, and I could follow every moment of that conversation. If you can follow and keep track of who is saying what, that is amazing. That is great. If you can have your voices so defined that they do that, that's peak writing. It is difficult, especially for new authors, to have that kind of definition in their writing. So be cautious about tempting fate there. I know a lot of people say, don't use said, or a lot of people say, use said, go with what feels natural, what feels right in your story. Because your instincts are
0: probably true to your genre. If you're reading a lot of YA and they say
1: said a lot, it's okay. And that's a lot of the difference between Lee and I in our writing. I'm a fantasy author, so we tend to have longer sentences, more verbose dialogue Having dialogue tags is sometimes very, very important. In action, where you want to keep the pace going quickly, 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 even dialogue tags can be useless. A better
0: way to do that in action is to give the character something to do. She swept across the floor for the final time and then stomped her foot. I don't like your tone of voice, mister. So there is an action and then dialogue if it's in the same paragraph We know it's the same person doing it. You don't even have to have a technical
1: tag. Yep. So to wrap things up, just keep an eye on your momentum. Make sure that your story is moving, that it's always moving toward the end. If your story stalls, change something, remove something, fix something, kill kill a character. (laughs) (laughs) And that can help you push things forward again. But more important than that, write selfishly.